is, is twofold. It protects the normal human being, but reveals the vampire. Ultimately, death results from loss of blood. But unlike normal death, no peace manifests itself, for they enter into the fearful state of the undead. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for all of the horrors. We are your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Uh, hmm. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Like I said, I'm kind of having some fits over here right now with uh, I see. adjusting to the glasses life. <laughs> Um, one just, of us, one of us, <laughs> yeah, go. It's not so bad, but like wearing over the head headphones with glasses yeah. is uh, something I'm not used to. And so, yeah, it's weird. Very, uh, you kind of have to like get them in a spot that you like mm-hmm. and just deal with it. Yeah. Well, the thing that doesn't help is I feel like I might have a smudge on, on, the, on my, my right lens here or my a left. Smudge here. on the lens? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no more pepperoni pizza for you. Ugh, it was too much. <laughs> yeah, I honestly it sound really good. I've been it's thinking, delicious, but oh, I've been thinking I'm not about a pe- man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about Papa Murphy's lately. If we're gonna be I honest, I like it. I mean, it helps that it's like two seconds from my house. Well, yeah, I, but... and the thing was, is I think the last time I had pepperoni pizzas. Or I had Papa Murphy's was the la- like when I ordered it from your house the last time we recorded in person. So it's three been years a while. <laughs> it's been a while. I like. Um, it. But uh, yeah, hello, welcome to the show. We're here today to talk about the Pepperoni horror, pizza. <laughs> that and the horror of Dracula, and uh, yeah. soon to be Justin's acid reflux. Mm-hmm. And it's so okay, I have pills. <laughs> that's how you know you're getting old um so you i actually just got done watching this movie about 15 minutes ago not even uh what'd you think that's fine uh this is my first foray <laughs> into the hammer <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hammer horrors mm-hmm. yeah it was like i loved the actors you know mm-hmm. seeing a young christopher lee peter cushing uh, uh michael go yeah like that one caught me. I saw him in the credits and oh shit! And it took me a minute to realize who he was too. And then I, after I realized, I was like, oh yeah, I see it now. Yeah, Seeing he was him a, with brown hair. It was just yeah, he was a spry forty-two years old in this film. Wow. Yeah, they were not far off. <laughs> I uh, I'm definitely no, not not at all. Um, so yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah, I uh, I like I want to I liked it. I'd mm-hmm. probably watch it again, but what I want to do is watch another one, like not this one, but like a different one, right? And see if I like it more. Mm-hmm. It kind of was this the first? This was his first, yeah. Okay, it felt like a sequel. Hmm. Like this is either we're just hoping that the audience knows all of the Dracula shtick, which they do. Sure. But it felt like okay, we're your get monster hunters. He's got his bride system going pretty down pat. <laughs> like, it's all just very well-oiled machine at this point. Right. And it was just a little, I don't know. It's okay. Okay. Well, yeah, so the thing is, is like, you know, it's the late 50s. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, story. There's a lot of uh, slow pacing. Um, a lot of walking. Similar, 
Yeah, similar to what we talked about with the bad seed. It's uh, mm-hmm. felt like that with color and vampires. But like, sure. um, yeah, I like it. I liked it. Uh, their time, like they did uh, creepy vampire very well in this. Um, mm-hmm. I do like his Dracula. I just yeah, wish I saw more of him. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is he's terrifying. I put in the notes because it's like the first time you see him when he's standing at the top of the stairs, and you can, you can. It's mostly just a silhouette, but you can kind of make out the mm-hmm. features. Dude's six foot five. Yeah, he's so he's tall. very looming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> I'm like and then oh, when he man. gets in with the crazy eyes and the teeth, and like really sinks into the camera, it's like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, you it, win. <laughs> <laughs> Take me, I'm sorry. Here it is, just on the hand back. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I I've seen it. It's probably the second time I've seen it now within the last couple of weeks. So I will not watch it again anytime soon. But um, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, dive into the notes before we start talking about the movie itself. Okay. Um, so as uh, Justin had mentioned, uh. This is a, it's a Hammer Horror Films, or Hammer Movies, however you want to call it. It's a 1958 British Gothic horror film directed by Terence Fisher and written by uh, Jimmy Sangster based on Bram Stoker's 1897 novel of the same name. Uh, the very first ser- uh, the very first in the series of Hammer horror-, horror films starring Christopher Lee's Count Dracula. The film also features uh, Peter Cushing as Dr. Van Helsing, alongside with Michael Goh, Melissa Stribling, Carol Marsh, and John Van Eisen. Um, Eisen. In the United States, the film was retitled Horror of Dracula to avoid confusion with the U.S. original by Universal Pictures. 1931's Dracula. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I do kind of wish they had done their version of just the classic Dracula story, though. And then done this. It, feel, it does, like, I'll give you that. It does kind of feel like a sequel in that, like, to that, in that, like, the original story in that sense. Even yeah. though it is very much, I don't know if it's a retell, like, a retelling it kind of is, but like in it's parts. like yeah, you you have some of the original themes and stuff from that, and mm-hmm. then kind of reworked into a totally different movie. Yeah. And so, production began at Bray Studios on November seventeenth, nineteen fifty seven, with an investment of eighty one thousand pounds. As as Count Dracula, Lee fixed the image of the fanged. A vampire in popular culture. Christopher Frayling writes, Dracula introduced fangs, red contact lenses, uh, decolletage, um, ready prepared wooden stakes, and in the celebrated credit sequences, blood being spattered from off screen over count, the Count's coffin. Uh, Lee's, uh, Lee also introduced dark, brooding sexuality to the character with Tim Stanley uh, stating, Lee's sensuality was subversive in that it hinted that women might quite like having their neck chewed on by a stud. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, in 2017, a poll of 100, uh, 150 actors, directors, writers, producers, and critics for Time Out Magazine Saw uh, Dracula ranked the 65th best British film ever, 
Empire ranked um, Lee's portrayal as Count Dracula as the seventh greatest horror movie character of all time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I do like You seem very underwhelmed. I am. Like, I was just, like, I kind of had high hopes for this, and people talk about the Hammer horror movies like they're the gospel, and I was just like, I'd much rather watch Bella and the original Dracula. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was fine. Like I don't don't dislike it. Sure. It's just it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? I'm not gonna like I said. I'm not gonna knock you for it. Um, yeah. Besides, I don't want to go. You had pepperoni pizza. I'm not trying to go back and forth with you for the next twenty That's minutes. True. Um, so as Christopher Lee remarked in an interview in Leonard Wolf's A Dream of Dracula, I was always against the whole tie and tails rendition. Surely it is the height of the ridiculous for a vampire to step out of the shadows wearing a white tie, tails, and patent leather shoes, and a full cloak. Lee said that he never watched any other performances as Dracula until well after making his films, and that when he got the first role, um, with little time to prepare, he had to hurry off to read the book and played it fresh with no knowledge of previous performances. That's surprising. Yeah, I mean, given um, the time frame, like Dracula would have been like twenty five years old. This tw- yeah, twenty seven years at this point, twenty six yeah. years. You'd think that uh, Christopher Lee of all people would be someone who would be learned in film. Well, but yeah, but I mean, if he hadn't seen Universal Monsters Dracula, um, yeah. you know, it makes it makes sense. I mean, shit, we talk about a movie that you know. You're like, at the time, here we are, we talk about podcasts for a non-living, and this movie is 60, 70, 80 years old. I can't math it. I'm not going to math it, but like, say 70 years old, we haven't seen it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like... like, It wasn't that old, though. It was my point. Not not at that point. The original Dracula was not that old. It's like... But I guess that also... I don't know. Never mind. You're, yeah. you're, well, just like he I'm would have a, been a young man at the time. He would have been, you know, in his twenties, thirties when mm-hmm. it came out. True. You know, if he was into that, yeah. I'm just surprised. I'm trying to contribute. <laughs> you don't have to defend yourself. I'm not coming. I'm not coming at you with pitchforks and torches over here. I'm just. Yet. I was just <laughs> yet. Um, Until we do their Frankenstein movies. Ooh. Um. In the same interview, Lee said uh, the following about Dracula. He had also, he also, oh, sorry. He had also to have an, he had also to have, Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. He had also to have an erotic element about him. Um, And not because he sank his teeth into women. It's a a mysterious matter and has something to do with the physical appeal of the person who's draining your life. It's like being a, a sexual blood donor. Women are attracted to men for any hundreds of reasons, and one of them is a response to the um, to the demand to give to give oneself. Um, and what greater evidence of giving is there than your blood flowing literally from your own bloodstream? It's the complete abandonment of a woman to the power of a man. Okay. Yeah, very not very 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a much more sexualized Dracula than we had seen, you know, 
until this point. I mean, just his bride at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, her dress was quite revealing, and he was all kind of suave and shit. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, so... Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, Lee believed he had also discovered something in the character that hadn't been done before. Not that he knew, because he hadn't seen anything. But, um, and also, because I had to read the book, and I had perhaps given something into the character which other people hadn't, um, or hadn't noted. I don't like the way they write his quotes. Um... (laughs) Cause it, I don't like the way you read his quote. <laughs> First of all, because it, it's confusing. Because it says, um, "All and also because I had read the book and I had perhaps discovered something in the character which other people hadn't or hadn't noticed or hadn't decided to present, and that it, it's a lot of hadn'ts. Yeah, and that is that the character is heroic, erotic, and romantic." We all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also saw a certain tragedy in Dracula and tried to inject that into the playing of him. I've always tried to put an element of sadness, which I've termed the loneliness of evil, into his character. Dracula doesn't want to live, but he's got to. He doesn't want to go on existing as the undead, but he has no choice. Yeah, the, You know what I'm getting from this? Fucking Samuel Loomis vibes. You know what I mean? Like he's selling a book. <laughs> the loneliness of evil. <laughs> he's got the devil's eyes. Side tangent. Touch. Sad ta- uh, side, uh, sad tangent as well, but mostly a side with a okay. big old dash of sad. Um, I don't know why I did this, but the other night I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, that's a weird choice. So the thing is, is like whenever we talk about Halloween, I shit on that movie a great deal. You do a great, great deal, yeah. and there's I still don't, I still get mad about it. Yeah, I, and I was like, you know, White what, I'll re- horse and whatever. Yeah, I was like, I'll rewatch it. You know, like seeing his face, he doesn't have a fucking mask on. It, but the, see, the thing that they that, that they did in that movie that I do like is just how like Myers is so terrifying in. Every aspect of it. It's just... Yeah, well, Tyler like Mayne's a big dude. Like, seven foot, seven foot one? Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it, man. I just... Because I was thinking about it, because I'm like, there's just like... I know this is really off the rails, but yeah. man, I... I still don't like it. You know, sure. and I see my dad every time I see fucking Brad Dourif on TV, especially in that movie with the goddamn mustache. And it's just... It's weird. Um, yeah, it's... I hate to say it for like a fifth time in one episode, but it's fine. I used it's, to love those movies. Like when they came out, they were my jam. But after watching the originals again, mm-hmm. they're just, they're not Halloween. They're Rob Zombie's Halloween, and I get that. I get right. his trailer park spin on everything he does, you know, but yeah. it's not Halloween. No, and so the, but, and so the thing, yeah, no, and like I truly get that given the fact that this is very much if you know kind of makes me wonder how he would have treated friday the 13th given, i think he would have done better with friday the 13th i think so too because he treated yeah he tra- and he treated myers a lot like Voorhees in that movie mm-hmm. and that's my um, thing with him like it's cool that he's so big but he's too big 
Mm-hmm. He's not like a normal person like Michael Myers is. I'd love we we should definitely table this because I I, I feel like we could do an episode on on something about this sorts and we probably have. And yeah. I will end that on the fact that I would still pay any required amount of money to watch his um Mains uh Myers, Myers. versus Mears's uh Jason. Jason, yeah. Yeah. You know, because I mean, like we talk about, you know, you know face off. Jackie Haley's Kruger in the background eating popcorn. I mean, we could bring <laughs> back fucking oh god, because it is remake versions. God, no, yeah. we don't need him there. <laughs> Stop it. Oh he's my! He's sitting there. He's watching. He's commentating. <laughs> he's the sports commentator doing the celebrity death match. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Could you I'd imagine? Uh, yeah, I would too. I mean, I did sit and watch Halloween too again, but back on to the topic at hand. Um, so Lee also felt that the authenticity to Stoker's novel was important and was frustrated with his Hammer Dracula films. The stories, uh, uh, the stories as I have had them given to me, um, have had almost no relation to the book, which is my reiterated complaint. My one great regret has always been that I I have never been able to present the Count exactly as Bram Stoker described him in every way. There was always, this was always due to poor scripts and lack of imagination on the part of the people who never seemed to understand the full potential of the story. Nice. I get that. Yep. Well, I mean, even just reading, hearing some of his quotes, it sounds like this is... those are things he said after the fact when he played it ten times. Yeah. The, the <laughs> sadness and the depth of character is not there in this. Yeah. He's just kind of in the movie. Right. Um, when Hammer asked for an adaptation of Stoker's novel, screenwriter Jimmy Sangster decided to streamline it to fit into the newer, um, into the fewer than 90 minutes of screen time and shooting on a low budget within the confines of Bray Studios and its surrounding estate. Working under these limitations, Sangster um, posited that Jonathan Harker travels to Dracula's castle intending to destroy Dracula and not to compete, uh, complete a real estate transaction as in the novel and gets killed, made Arthur Holmwood into Mina's husband and Lucy into Harker's fiance and Arthur's sister. Such characters as Renfield or Quincy Morris were dropped completely. The subplot of the harrowing voyage of the ship that carries Dracula and his coffins to England was also abandoned and uh, replaced in the film by a short hearse ride because um, all of the action takes place in a relatively small area of Central Europe. The character of Van Helsing also differed from the figure in the original novel. Cushing explained the transformation, the curse of Frankenstein, became this enormous success and there I was when I was a younger man and audiences got used to me looking like that. And I said, now look here, what do we do with Van Helsing? I mean, do you cast a little old man with a beard who speaks double Dutch or me? Um, it's silly to, it's silly to make me up like that. Why don't you get someone who looks like him? So we all decided, well, let's forget that and play him as I am. And I was then, (laughs) um, Yeah, Dracula's ability to transform into a wolf, bat, or miss was dropped for the sake of realism, according to Sangster. 
I thought that they the idea. Well, I guess not. I was thinking they kind of hint at the idea that because you know one of the, I think it's uh, Goff's mm-hmm. characters. Like, how's he getting in? He must be able to transform or something. And uh, you know, obviously, it ends up that he's in the basement. But right, right. It, it's hinted at that he could transform to get from place to place. Mm-hmm. Um. Lost my place. Um, according to Sangster, I thought that the idea of being able to change it to a bat or a wolf or anything like that made him seem more like a fairy tale than it needed to be. I tried to ground the script to some extent to reality. Terrence Fisher believed my greatest contribution to the Dracula myth uh, was to bring out the underlying sexual element in the story. He is base- he is uh, basically sexual. At the moment he bites... It is the culmination of a sexual experience. According to Fisher, Dracula preyed upon the sexual frustration of his women victims. The Holmwood marriage, which was was one in which she was not sexually satisfied, and that was her weakness as far as Dracula's approach to her was uh, concerned. In the scene where Mina returns after... um, after a night with Dracula, Fisher's directions to the actress were frank and unambiguous. When she arrived back after having been away all night, she said um, she said it all in a close-up at the door. She had been she had been done the whole night through. Please, I remember Melissa Jesus. saying, "Terry, how should I play the scene?" So I told her, "Listen, you should imagine that you had a, a one whale of a sexual night. That one of your whole." That uh, the one of your whole sexual experience. Give me that in your face. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, sorry, I don't know if it's the angle. Maybe I'll move this camera over here for a second. I don't understand. Like, I know how to read. <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm reading a foreign language here. Shut your mouth and your eyes over there, dude. <laughs> I don't even want to hear or see it. Um, So, according to the producer, Anthony Hines, when it came to casting Dracula, it never occurred to any of us to use anyone else but Lee. For his role in Horror of Dracula, Lee earned 750 pounds. Speaking of filming and doing his take on the character, Lee recalled that he tried to make the character all that he was in the book. (coughs) Sorry. Heroic, romantic, erotic, fascinating, and dynamic. Shooting began um, at Bray Studios November 11th, 1957, and then principal photography came to an end on Christmas Eve in 1957. Special effects work continued. The film finally wrapped on January 3rd, 1958. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, the filming of Dracula's destruction included a shot in which Dracula pe- appears to peel away his de- uh, decaying skin. This That's was cool. a... Comp- Yeah, it was. This was accomplished by putting a layer of red makeup on Lee's face and then covering his entire uh, face with a thin coating of mortician's wax, um, which uh, was then made up to uh, conform to his normal skin tone. When he raked his fingers across the wax, it revealed the raw marks underneath. Uh, The starting... The startling sequence was cut out, but uh, was restored for the 2012 Blue, uh, Blu-ray release uh, using footage from a badly damaged Jap- uh, Japanese print. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was cool. The face thing was a bit off. 
but the mm-hmm. leg part was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really cool when his leg just kind of turns to ash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you don't want yeah. any part of it because, like, <laughs> you would think that his leg, you know, he's got a shoe on, presumably wearing socks, and he's got pants on, but that didn't stop the sunlight from destroying his like his foot or the bottom part of his leg. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, that sucks for you. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the film, uh, Dracula is destroyed on an inlaid zodiac wheel on the floor which has several quotes in Latin and Greek. The inner wheel in Greek has a quote from Homer's Odyssey, book 18, 136-7. I can't read what it says, but it says, The mind of men who live on earth is such as the day the fathers and gods and and men brings upon them. Zeus. Um, The outer wheel is written in Latin and is a quote from Hesiod via Bartolomelo Angelico, De Proprietaribus Rerum, book eight, okay. Chapter two. That's the best one. Yep, and it says, (laughs) And earth first bore starry heaven, equal to herself, to cover her on on every side, and to be an ever-sure abiding place for the blessed gods. Uh, Dracula's ring is left on the glyph of the sign of Aquarius. On the zodiac wheel, which on the zodiac wheel, which would have been funny if he turned into water. Yeah. Um, sure. The film received its world premiere in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in sure. the United States on May eighth, nineteen fifty eight, as Horror of Dracula, as one does. I mean, if you're filmed yeah. in London, whatever. Like, yeah. let's drop it in Milwaukee. That's kind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm pretty sure that's where movies premiere in the U.S. It's sure, just, it sounds that seems nice there. Uh, it played as a double feature with the universal international film The Thing That Couldn't Die. Um, the film opened at the Gaumont uh, Hay Market in London, May 28th, 1958. So not only was it filmed, you know, Hammered is a hmm. British film company, sure. it dropped in the U.S. in Milwaukee before it dropped in London. Sure. <laughs> why yeah. not yeah, why and we not? still get well I they get bond before we do but other stuff I think Fuckers. we get first still mm-hmm. so Dracula was well received by critics and fans of uh, Stoker's work the trade journal reviews from 1958 were very positive film bulletin noted as produced by Anthony Hines in somber mid-Victorian backgrounds and directed by Terrence Fisher with an immense flair for blood-curdling shot for the blood-curdling shot. This Technicolor nightmare should prove a real treat. The James Bernard score is a monumental sinister, which I do really like the score of this movie, Mm. um, is a monumental sinister, and the Jack Asher photography is full of foreboding atmosphere. Variety called Peter Cushing's performance impressive and wrote the serious approach to the macabre theme adds up to lots of tension and suspense. Were you trying to say something there? Sorry? I forget. It's fine. It was probably just a joke. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Trying to give you an out there. All right. So Harrison rep- Harrison's reports was particularly enthusiastic of all the Dracula horror pictures thus far, which I can't imagine there were many. Um, thus far produced this one, made in Britain and, and photographed in Technicolor, tops them all. Its shock impact is, in fact, so great that it may well be considered as one of the best horror films ever made. What makes this... (laughs) 
What makes this picture superior is the expert treatment that takes full advantage of the story's shock values. There are moments in this, especially when he like harpoons him in the chest where I go, damn, like that's <laughs> it, it's pretty brutal. Um, and there are six Universal Monster Dracula movies. Before so, before nineteen fifty eight? Believe so. I'm trying to find a this just has the front cover. I don't know. But I Well given the fact up, that there was four like what, three or four um creature movies. Yeah, there were three. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Vincent Camby in Motion Picture Daily said Hammer Films, the same British production unit which last year restored Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to its rightful place in the screen's Chamber of Horrors, has now even more successfully brought back the granddaddy of all vampires, Count Dracula. It's chillingly realistic in detail and at times gory as the law allows. The physical production is first rate, including the setups, costumes, Eastman color photography and special effects agreed. Did you find it? No. Okay. The film holds an approval rating of, get this, Justin, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Based on 40 reviews with an average rating of 7.75 out of 10. The uh, website's critical consensus states, trading gore for grandeur. The horror of Dracula marks an impressive turn for... Inverterate, inveterate, inveterate. Uh, Christopher Lee as I'm, I've never seen that word. Christopher Lee as the titular vampire, and a typical horror or hammer mood that makes aristocracy quite sexy. All right. The the film earned around three uh, point five million in its theatrical theatrical rentals worldwide. It has a ten it has a record ten day run in Milwaukee in its premiere engagement. It was one of the twelve most popular films at the British box office in nineteen fifty eight. The first Dracula was nineteen thirty one. The last right. Universal Monster movie was in nineteen fifty six with Creature Walks Among Us. Okay, so, so plenty. Yeah, fair. So all six were uh, before this. But all right. Um, so the film made its first appear, uh, appearance on DVD in 2002 in a, stand, a U.S. standalone disc and was later re-released November 6, 2007 in a film pack along with Dracula Has Risen from the Grave, Taste the Blood of Dracula, and Dracula A.D. 1972, which was part of Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema's four film favorites line of DVDs. I remember, I remember those where they would put the, the four fan mm-hmm. favorites or whatever. Mm. Um, on September 7, 2010 Turner Classic Movies released the film in a four pack along with um, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave The Curse of Frankenstein and Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed the film was released on DVD in the UK in October of 2002 alongside with The Curse of Frankenstein and The Mummy in a box set entitled Hammer Horror Originals um, for many years, historians pointed to the fact that even that an even longer, more explicit version of the film played in Japanese and European cinemas in 1958, efforts to locate the legendary Japanese version of uh, Dracula has been fruitless. Of course. Yeah. In, 2000, in September of 2011, Hammer announced that part of the Japanese release had been found by writer and cartoonist Simon Rosen in the National Film Center at the National Museum of Modern Art, Tokyo. 
The first five reels of the film held by the center were destroyed in a fire in 1984, but the last four reels were uh, were recovered. The recovered reels included the last 36 minutes of the film and includes two extended scenes, one of which is a discovery of a newly complete version of the film's iconic disintegration scene. Some experts rightly note that there is still footage missing from the disintegration scene as evidenced by stills and memories of those who had seen the sequence decades before. The film, uh, sorry, the announcement of uh, an HD telesign transfer of all four reels with a view for a future UK release. Still haven't seen anything about that. On December 29th, 2012, Hammer announced that the restored film would be released on a three-disc double-play Blu-ray disc set in the UK and on March 18th, 2013. Um, The release contains the 2007 BFI restoration along with the 2012 high-definition Hammer restoration, which includes footage, footage which was previously believed to be lost. The set contains... Both Blu-ray disc and DVD copies of the film, as well as several bonus document document uh, documentaries covering the film's production, censorship, and uh, restoration processes. That sounds like a special features dream. Okay. Um, of just a movie, that's fine. Um, a further digital restoration was done by the current domestic rights holder, Warner Brothers. Um, in association with the BFI for release in December 2018 on DVD and Blu-ray, the version is different from 2002 to 2007. Releases um, as the original Universal Universal International name and logo are restored, and the opening credits bear the original Dracula title rather than Horror of Dracula. It does not contain any additional footage that Hammer previously restored, though. Um, so. After the success of Dracula, Hammer went on to produce eight sequels, six of which um, feature Lee reprising the role, and four of which feature Cushing uh, reprising the role of Van Helsing. You have The Brides of Dracula in 1960, Dracula, Prince of Darkness in 1966, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave in 1968, Taste the Blood of Dracula in 1970, Scars of Dracula in 1970, Dracula AD 1972 in 1972 the satanic rites of Dracula 1973 and the legend of the seven golden vampires 1974 Mm -hmm. they did a comic book adaptation the house of hammer number one October 1976 yeah I get that so um the plot of the movie, Jonathan Harker rouses the ire of Count Dracula mm-hmm. after he accepts a job at the vampire's castle under false pretenses. Harker's friend, Dr. Van Helsing, then embarks on a hunt for the predatory villain when he targets Harker's loved ones. Um, uh, tagline is, don't dare see it alone. They didn't. Actually, I did. <laughs> But still. <laughs> um, I'm going to double see here. Some fun facts before we talk about the movie. Because, I mean, the movie in itself, uh, there's a lot to it, but it's not a lot at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lee only has 16 lines in the entire film. 
Agreed. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a bummer, given the fact that, you know, you're watching a Dracula movie only to not watch Dracula a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the cape worn by Christopher Lee was discovered in 2007 in the London costume shop during its annual inventory taking. It had been missing for 30 years and is believed to be worth around 50000 Uh Lee was contacted to verify its authenticity. That's a good cape. Do- it is. It's a great cape. I have a question, given mm-hmm. that I am in inventory. If they do it <laughs> yearly, how'd they miss it for the first 30, 30. years? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, well, maybe That's we should contact them, find out what their movement's like, you know, right. check the defect yeah. rates. I don't yeah. know what's going I on. Like, I mean, is there, you know, That's hidden reserves? That's a lot reserves? of human error for 30 years. You're like, oh, it was in the fucking closet the whole thing. I don't know, man. We God, we work at the there. same place. There's <laughs> stuff that goes missing and found all the time. Granted, it doesn't take 30 years to find it. Sometimes but, it's never found. You know, it <laughs> right? You're like, hey, we're missing a pallet of this. Uh, I'm trying to find a that fucking sucks. cape, dude. <laughs> like, this could be <laughs> in a for box. This Drac cape. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, good for you. I like that. Apart from assorted snarls and hisses, Count Dracula never actually speaks to anyone other than Jonathan Harker throughout the entire film. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to think about it, but yeah. Because the whole confrontation... I even thought about that when he was fighting with Van Helsing. It's was like, they're not talking. No. They're just... Doing their shenanigans. Yeah. That, that's yeah. They, they're, they're, uh, and this is going to lend into my next fun fact, but they're not talking, but they're definitely, they like, they both like to leap onto tables. Well, who doesn't? It's a I lot mean, of fun. I, with my, uh, with my newly acquired, not so newly, but I don't jump off of anything anymore. Not until I shed some <laughs> LBs, dude. Um, Peter Cushing did the stunt where he leaps over a banister himself. He insisted on doing so against the studio's concern that he might injure himself. That's fair. Um, According to Sir Christopher Lee's autobiography, he received only 750 pounds for his portrayal of Dracula. He also states that this movie entirely um, eventually grossed 25 million. So what happened was he didn't get fucking paid. Yeah, but he still did, what, six more? So, yeah. I mean, he must not have been that pissed about it. Yeah, it must not have been. Um, see, this is the kind of shit that pisses me off right here, because uh, this movie, I remember when I was, you're like, you asked me how long it was at work, and I'm like, I don't know, but it feels like it's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I actually messaged you, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad it's only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah when I saw the run, t- I was worried, because I was like, oh, I got I got work today, I got to do shit, and whatever, I mm-hmm. get done on time. And then I saw the runtime. I was like, oh, I could yeah. do this and take a nap and I'd be fine. Well, yeah, that's the thing, too, because I was like, man, I mean, if we don't do this today, then, I mean, maybe I can do it after our Alzheimer's walk tomorrow. I mean, I'm probably not going to go to Seattle, so, yeah. but I, I still got so much shit to do tomorrow. <laughs> um, but we're doing it now and we're halfway done. Yep. If if even, we might be closer than that. Who knows? Um, Christopher Lee only has seven minutes of screen time. Out of an hour and 20. Hmm. That reminds me of some other movie, and I can't think of it, where, like, either the title character, like, the main monster villain, Mm -hmm. is really only in the movie for, like, not even 10 minutes. I think, yeah, dude, there's something, I'm I'm on that same page, I just don't remember what it is either. Hmm. It probably happens more than we think. 
quite oh, frankly. But easily. Anyway. Um, the film takes place in 1885. Top build Peter Cushing turns up 25 minutes into the movie. This is the first... I actually liked that. Yeah, I did too. continually interrupt you, but I liked the kind of cold open of this movie. I'm used to it. I was pissed that it wasn't Renfield, because that's like my favorite character from the original film. Mm -hmm. But I like, like, we get kind of attached to this one guy and see his whole thing, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill this son of a bitch. And <laughs> yeah. Da, da. And then I, he gets I screwed I fully at the intend end to destroy him. I'm yeah. like, oh, that was a, I didn't see that coming. No. I was like, wow. Oh, Whoa. that's cool. <laughs> no, we're going zero to 60 really quick. And then he dies. Yeah. Uh, this is the first film that Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee are top billed in any theatrical film. The last would be The Satanic Rites of Dracula in 1973. Um, let's see. That's a long one. This was such a huge hit internationally that the following year, Christopher Lee was hired to go to Italy and essentially recreate his Dracula character for the Italian comedy. Uncle was a vampire. Um, here you go. This is, this one's, uh, for you here. When Jonathan Harker meets Dracula, there appears to be a statue of Pazuzu. Ooh. Yeah. The Where? demon from The Exorcist in 1973. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't recall seeing Pazuzu, but I wasn't looking for him either. So. No, no. Like, why would you be like, yeah, why would you? I wonder I, if there's a Pazuzu in this. Yeah. Let's keep my eyes open. I hope I find him. I do that him. for every movie. <laughs> I haven't seen him in Avengers yet, but I'm... Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see... In the in the novel, Van Helsing is an elderly professor. He is the mentor to the novel's vampire hunters. In the film, Van Helsing is reimagined as a young vampire hunter. At this time of his, uh, at the time of his casting, Peter Cushing was in his forties um, and did not want to use heavy makeup. Uh, huh? Young-ish. Yeah, and did not want to use heavy makeup to appear as a frail old man. Good for you, bud. He waited until Star Wars until he was a frail old man. Boom. Uh, um, Drac- uh, Christopher Lee would not play Dracula again until eight years later. So is he not in the sequel? Yeah, that's that seems like a, an inaccurate uh, fun fact there. Yeah, then maybe that's only maybe that's the reason why only fourteen out of nineteen people found this interesting. Hmm. Peter Person Cushing eventually played. Bullshit. <laughs> Peter Cushing eventually played Van Helsing or descendant in five movies. Um, last one. Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee would go on, uh, would then go on to be in Star Wars movies. Lee, uh, Lee's role was Count mm-hmm. Dooku and Cushing's role was Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm-hmm. I forgot Christopher Lee uh, was in Star Wars. Yeah. Second there. Uh, yeah. Uh, Christopher Lee and Michael Goh would later work together in some Tim Burton directed movies. Really? I mean, we know, we know him as Alfred. Yeah. Michael Go uh, as the right. original Alfred, who was 73 at the time. I did some mathing while I was watching the movie. I will say... I guess not at the same time, but I'm trying to think of a, a Tim Burton... Oh, he's in uh, Corpse Bread. Oh. That's what it is. Okay. Well, how fun. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. Which I, is, I enjoy it. It's all right. It's not as good as Nightmare Before Christmas, but what is? No, not many things are. True. 
not many things are. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go on back. It's uh, we, We've covered it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and jump into the thing here. Whoop, whoop. So, I'll close the fun notes. I, I, I took notes, old school style, because the thing That's that right. I'm coming to realize when I, like, I'm watching a movie, especially ones that I, even if I enjoy it, the pacing, I get bored. And, and I'll find forget things. It, no, well, yeah, I'll either forget <laughs> things or I will. My mind will start to wander. The ADDs will kick in where I'm just like, sure. okay, let me. Like, I mean, I can pay attention to this. There's nothing happening. And all of a sudden, I forget something. And I'm like, God damn it. And so. You know what I found jarring, though? I thought when they showed Dracula, since it was called Horror of Dracula, when I mm-hmm. saw the Dracula. I was like, is his name on his coffin? Because that's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And then it dripped blood all over it. Like, yeah. uh. And then I was like, oh, it's the title card. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he labels his coffin so no one else sleeps in it. Like the seven dwarves. Like, this is Sleepy's bed. Oh, you don't my. sleep in Sleepy's bed. Only Sleepy does. You know what's funny? <laughs> Speaking of the seven dwarves, I had just um, heard something on the internets talking about how... Um, things on the internet about a theory that Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was um, based on um, I don't remember which drug it was, but a, a, of a drug use, and that the Seven Dwarves re- Seven Dwarves represents the seven different stages that you encounter during some sort of uh, I don't think Is I don't know trip? if it was coke, but it was maybe that makes sense. I don't think that's true but i don't know when snow white was written uh, 1931 i think junction well yeah but it's based on a book mm. oh i'm sorry in, justin in did i insult disney to you i was not That's my funny. intention sir it's huh. interesting it's it it lines up well sure i mean i regret saying it now i didn't realize i was going to draw the ire of justin get out sleepy and is that your new word of the? New hey, I said I've said it twice <laughs> in forty-five ire. minutes. I'm a, you're about to draw some ire here, okay? <laughs> um, God. That should be on a shirt. <laughs> draw some the ire. New, yeah, the new pot and gore shirt. Draw yeah, some ire. Oh man, we got we got to put out some new merch, man. I mean, oh. not that anybody buys it, but I, I sure. need a new shirt. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, so the intro of the movie, like, it really does start out like a lot of those, you know, that style of, like, you know, the Wizard of Oz and the Bad Seed, where, like, it has, like, the the title credits in the beginning, and, you know, the operatic style um, orchestrated music, and this one, you know, is no different. Um, well, and as it, I've probably mentioned in previous films, by law, they had to have the credits at the beginning of movies in the old yeah. days. Yeah, because people anyway. would leave at, at the end of the movie and not see credits, right? Yeah. Well, well, that, and it was just kind of part of the contracts, and it was Star Wars that had to have a legal battle to yeah. then change it so that the We talked the about end. that, I think. Um, Probably Bad Seed. It, last, it was more recent than that, I feel like. Mm, I don't know. Well, we just talked about it again. Okay, either way. But uh, yeah, so... I mean, the intro, you get the you know, backdrop, you get the castle, you get the gargoyle-esque um, eagles, 
stone mm. eagles perched out uh, side. I think my favorite thing about this movie, and I, I um, it is the first of the hammers that I've seen. Um, and now that we're flowing into spooky season, I definitely uh, plan to try to you know watch some more. Um, mm. For those who have not seen this and want to watch it before we start, to, I mean, if you're still listening, uh, it is on HBO Max, so yeah. that's where I watched it. Um, what's up? Me too. Ooh. Um, my favorite thing about this is definitely just the atmosphere, uh, hmm. the set design, like everything about it. It just looks good. And, uh, it, you know, it does have that stage feel to it. You know, sometimes where, you know, people, what was, I think Lucy later on, she gets, you know, she's, ah, she gets burnt. She runs down the stairs and into the crypt area. But like, I just... I really love, especially inside the castle. Like yep. it is just, fuck, it's just, it's just really, it's just beautiful set design. Yeah, um, it's got those crisp, wide shots, like a like an old Bond. Like mm-hmm. you know, you see the whole room. Yeah. All the time, whether you want to or not, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's definitely a style. I mean, <laughs> no, I, no, I, I didn't know if there was gonna be more. Um, I, I agree didn't with you. <laughs> I didn't mean it either. <laughs> uh, so one of the things was, is when I was watching the movie and they showed the crest um, on the wall, I was like, okay, I, I you know, I probably backtracked a little bit and I um, saw it said uh, Fidelis et Mortem. And I actually kind of, go- I Googled it to be like, well, what does it mean? Um, you know, obviously Mortem, you know, is dead or death. Um, and I guess there, I don't know if there, I would say controversy is the right word to that, but there was some translations where people are like, oh no, it doesn't mean that it actually means this, um, faithfully and dead or faithfully and death. Um, makes sense. Yeah. And, and I mean, that being Dracula's crest, it was on the letterhead of, you know, the letter that he gets from Dracula in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, so it starts out really tense because they're like he gets there, and before he actually meets Dracula, he meets the bride, and you know she's like, "Oh my god, you gotta help me! You gotta get me out of here! Like save me!" And he's like, "No, that's okay." No, like why? Yeah, like go out the fucking <laughs> door. Alone, What's thanks. keeping you here? Like that too. I, I haven't even seen Dracula. Um, like just wait until it's daylight and then walk away. Yeah. Um, but then we do real, you know, later learn like if there's something of a hypnosis to his whatever he's doing, mm-hmm. that they're just kind of drawn to him. It seems like she's kind of broken the the get out curse, if you will, and yeah. you know can kind of st- sense what's going on. It's like I need to get the fuck out of Dodge, but yeah, um, maybe it's the curse that just keeps drawing her back. It could be. I mean, it seemed to be that way with um, like when you see like Lucy. Or even Mina, like, she's, like, she's already bit, and, mm-hmm. you know, she's, like, you know, open the windows, man. Like, the windows got to be open, you know, to jump ahead a little bit. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, Van Helsing insists that they put the garlic flowers and all these other things in the room, uh, you know, the wardings and whatnot. And she's, like, fucking smacks the, <laughs> smacks one of the pots and draws old Gerda in. Yeah, she's, like, a, they're stifling me. <laughs> They're about to draw my ire. Get them out of here. Um, 
This garlic is so drawing my ire. <laughs> but um, you know, we get Dracula atop the stairs, and I did. I did want to look up just to see. And he, like I said earlier, he is uh, six foot five, which is quite tall, and mm. you know, he's just ever bit of a fucking just a presence. Yeah. And there's times where like, like his Dracula face. You know, a lot of times people will put a little too much emphasis on trying to be terrifying. And there's times where he does it in this one where it's like, okay, dial it back. Mm. But yeah. there's other times where it's just like, shit, okay. Like, here's- well, I mean, he's a creepy dude anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, he can make Count Dooku or Sauron or whoever frightening. Saruman. Saruman, sorry. It's okay. Whatever. It's no, fine. it's not whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Don't you fucking even try it. Nerd. <laughs> That'd be like if I looked at you and said Tony Starch. <laughs> Same thing. He eats a lot of bread. Uh, like he's and his uh, voice. I mean, he didn't. I was expecting the booming Christopher Lee voice, which he didn't really have in this yet. Yeah. But he's he's a presence without even trying to be. Oh, I'm over here thinking about Steve Dodgers now and just all these <laughs> different names and be like, watch it. Bruce Band Aids. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I did, one of the notes I did take, I did like it. I don't know if it was intentional. Um, but like we said, theater, theater of the mind can improve almost anything. Um, mm. When they're standing up in his room and talking, like, you can see the breath. Because they talk about how cold it is at the castle. And that mm. crazy fucking little stream in front of it that's just like, yeah, it's like a goddamn... Babbling brook hole. That spouts <laughs> fucking water like it's a goddamn Splash Mountain ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where it, the ride ends. Yeah. That's where you go. Yeah. Um, Euro Disneyland. So the, the funny part about that is he talks just about how cold it is. Mm. And then he... Um, Sorry, my wife keeps going. Um, so, now I lost my train of thought. Something about cold. And breath. Hold on a second. I'm going to have to remember where this is at. What? Sorry, I'm recording. What are you doing? I told you I'm doing my podcast. Oh. I'm actually live. That's why I said sorry. I can't talk right now. Oh, okay. What's going on? How much longer are you going to be doing it? Not much. Uh, I just wanted to come over to her house and have like a beer. We can hang out with Renee. Like right now? How much longer are you doing your podcast? Uh, well, I don't know, Melissa, but I'm not I'm not dressed or ready to go anywhere. Okay, next time. I'll, I'll talk to you when I'm done. Women. Opie. All right. Okay, lost my train of thought there, but my wife wouldn't stop calling. Um, so, with when they're uh, standing upstairs and they're talking, and you can see um, Harker's breath, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I mean, you don't really see it as much from Dracula, so I don't know if it was intentional to be like just to show the amount of you know how frigid the air was inside there. But I thought it was a nice touch. I would assume so. I didn't notice it. Uh, from either of them but if Dracula wasn't also breathing mist it would be you know given that he's dead there's no warmth inside of him to right but he's also dead so there's no reason for breath that too 
at all. Um, that is a nice touch. I just didn't know. It's fine. <laughs> it is fine. It's better um, than fine. It's pretty good. But, yeah, um, I know we talked about how it kind of caught us both off, off guard that Harker initially went there to kill Dracula, but the mm. words he used, I wrote down, he's like, he, I intend to end his reign of terror. So it's like yeah. it's definitely an established Dracula. People know about it. Um, yeah. I mean, shit. They show you when they fir- the twenty five minutes in when they first introduce Van Helsing. You know, he's inside that like inn, or you know that little. It's not a diner, but I'd say more of an inn. Yeah, yeah an inn works. Um, and you know, there's garlic and all sorts of shit all over the place. Yeah, I noticed the garlic, but it didn't like click. And then when he said something about it, I was like, oh, that's fu- that's clever. Like, they hung garlic around the place so to keep Dracula the fuck away from their... Land. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly. And, and it just... It, it's all these things that are in place that really make you want to, like, wonder, like, okay, this is a lot for a first movie. Like How it's prevalent all- are vampires in this world? Yeah. It's like watching Van Helsing. And he knows what it is to hunt monsters mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's like, I mean, this movie definitely gives you, it's like getting Spider-Man without an origin story. It's like everybody knows the story. Or even yeah. Batman. It's like everybody knows the story and we're, we don't have to give it to you. But it's like, it is 1958. You know, right. it's not. I mean, granted, fuck. They, did, I guess you like you said, they made six Universal monster Dracula movies. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you should know. And that was kind of my thing. Like, I was taken aback because I was expecting an origin tale, mm-hmm. given that it was Christopher Lee's first and it was the first Hammer. I was like, oh, they're gonna do a whole thing. I was, I guess, expecting more of a universe building thing with it. Right. And it was more just like, you know, Dracula. We know Dracula. This Here's a story what, about Dracula. Yep, that's what's but going he's not on. Really, in the movie. Mm-hmm. So just just don't worry about it, and it's yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, that's I think all. that's I think this movie will grow on me mm-hmm. because my expectations are now clicked back, and I can come at it with for what it is. Yeah, but it would have been I kind of like the idea of him discovering who he is and what his weaknesses are in the moment and having to adapt rather than he just kind of knows, you know, he's hunting him, basically. It's right. not like he kind of came upon the snare and has to figure his shit out. It's, I know that this guy exists. He's yep. been around for quite a while, killing people, and I'm aware of it. I even know three different ways how to kill him. <laughs> right. And I'm going to go do that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I... So not to go beat for beat for the movie, but some of the things that I did enjoy about it is kind of how much a, a, you know, when Van Helsing talks about how this is his life and how he, you know, it's it's just it's what he does. Yeah, God damn, but I feel that one. It's like seven o'clock, dude. We're not that old. <laughs> yeah, um, <we're. laughs> um, but like you know, when he's in his study and he's listening to the recording of you know how to kill vampires and you know vampires mm-hmm. this and that and it's like i didn't put it together if it was his recording or like where did he get it from like who's it who's was him stu- it was his notations oh, okay that he was dictating 
and adding to as new uh, evidence arose. Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else that really stood out of the movie, you know, except for the fact of like how much you know garlic flowers really do, really do stifle. <laughs> Yeah. stifle in this I mean movie. I I liked Dracula's kind of system of getting brides that he was kind of doing it as an up years to you know these people who were trying to get at him mm-hmm. so what's his face who went into the castle under false pretenses he went after his girlfriend yep. and when that failed he went after the brother or friend's chick and then he went after someone else who was close in the circle it's not like he's just finding random women right it's like they're all part of the same like family circle true yeah which it's was like, a cool idea he's just kind of picking them off one by one as yeah. these people enter and it's like you better hope you don't have ladies because i'm gonna take them right. yeah <laughs> basically i um, mean really my only issue with this film is one it feels like a sequel and two it, it's it, the ending is almost rushed. Like you don't see Dracula for so much of this movie. Yeah, and it's it's like in a superhero movie. Like it'd be nice if Dracula and Van Helsing had a confrontation before the final confrontation. Yeah, you need that pre-fight where Van Helsing gets his ass kicked to then come back and have the hero moment to kill him at the end. No, yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. Or even if they just had words, like a cool meeting between those two, where it's like they both know that they're after each other, mm-hmm. but they can't quite, you know, act on it yet. Oh, and then later okay. they have, yeah. you know, a showdown. That would have been nice. God, that sounds familiar. What What is that from, where you have a Most meeting? Most movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fuck off. It's, it's the, no, it is. It, it's that's not a joke. Like that's the superhero formula. Like I mean, they have that first kind of confrontation. Oh yeah. And the hero, you know, gets thumped, mm-hmm. and then he comes back and wins at the end because he's learned something. <laughs> you gotta it's have a, little a formulaic. montage. Yeah, but you it does it builds up that kind of rapport. Mm-hmm. And this is just like a hunting movie. Yeah. Where Van Helsing was just waiting for the right time. And they just happened to cross carriages at the right time because Dracula decided to bury that chick in his front yard. <laughs> yeah. When people are chasing him and it's daylight already. Like, what? <laughs> Bring her inside. Yeah. Throw her in the fucking basement. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was there 20 was, minutes right there. There was something else, too, where I. I don't remember what it is now, but there was like something that stood out to me that no longer does where I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. But yeah. Made so I mean, little sense. It doesn't even uh, stick in the brain. I mean, just the way that Hammer rushed their ending, we're kind of doing the same thing on this one. There's like, there really it's, isn't a lot to talk about. I mean, not. it's very formulaic. Yeah. It's it's good it's good for mood like so like this time of year when it, you know it's getting spooky and if you want to throw something on the TV uh, for great background or whatever this is well, this is it yeah. like because yeah I mean so much of this is just Cushing and Goff on the back foot trying to one up Dracula but mm-hmm. he's been in the basement the whole time which I thought was clever yeah 
It was like, hey, he's right fucking there, and when Cushing realizes it and goes, oh fuck, he's in the he gets locked basement. downstairs. I like that a lot too. I yeah. that was in one of my notes, and <laughs> he's like, sucker, boom. I'm like, yeah, get him, stupid dick. <laughs> God, stupid fucking dumb idiot. <laughs> but yeah, Drank if you ha- a bitch. <laughs> um. <laughs> fucking pops his hips and s- snaps the fingers and walks out. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen this movie yet, um, I highly recommend that you do watch it. It, I'd say it's an important film to watch. I mean, Christopher Lee is like everybody's amazing in their role. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent worth the watch. Um, I will continue to watch vampire movies throughout the season. I, you know, just feeling it. Um, not so much vampires in Vegas. I already told you the story, but (laughs) I I saw that one and I was like, you know what? I just got done watching army of the dead, which I fucking love that movie. I really do. Um, you've never seen it. Mm -mm. I'll make you watch it soon. Um, yeah, no, I, what? Great. Oh, what you got? You got issues with it, or is it just because it's Zack Snyder? Care. Oh, I you don't care. It's fine. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. It's fine. You know it what? Is. Get off your. I, horse. You know, here's my thing. I like Zack Snyder's. I was just talking about this with our friend at work, mm-hmm. and I like Zack Snyder's movies, except all of them. You have to watch them when they're on home video, and you get the director's cut with the extra hour of footage that makes the movie work. Like, I love Watchmen, but I can't watch any version of that movie that isn't the three and a half hour long That's well, the same version. thing with Batman v Superman. It's the same thing. Yeah. I get it. I'll give you that. Yeah. It. This is not like, I mean, get, even if this wasn't Zack Snyder and it was somebody else, like, I mean, sure, he wrote the movie or he was one of the writers on the movie, but like, yeah. I don't love this movie because it's Zack Snyder. I love this movie because it, it it's such a a, a twist. On I heard whole, nothing but good things. So uh, the zombie thing, dude. Visually, it's amazing. I want more of it. And I actually, what I was, I was googling it. and It looks like there should be a sequel. I'm not sure. I mean, it, sure there could be. But yeah, yeah, we'll cover that one soon. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's House of Dra- oh, House. The House of Dracula. That's the horror There's of Dracula. A lot of Dracula movies. <laughs> With very similar titles. Just don't watch Vampires in Vegas. Even if you love Tony Todd as much as I do, it's not good. It is. It is. It. God. It's like watching PBS special effects. Man, it is. Dude, it's not good. It's not good. I watched it for the train wreck, and even at some point, I got over it. Um, but yeah. So horror of Dracula. Watch it. Streaming on HBO uh, Max. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what we got going on for the month of October, and we will get out of here. Wood, wood. Do we want to? Do we want to give the whole schedule, or do we want to? Uh, There's a whole lot can... of new releases coming out in October, yeah. and that's the plan. Yeah, some that are obviously near and dear to our hearts. Uh, Halloween Ends is happening. Hell, the I'm new Hellraiser for. reboot is happening. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's coming out next week that Brandon's going to cover. Yep. And he's going to tell us what that is right now. Yep. Um, I'm 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 very hopeful. I'm holding out. I'm hearing nothing but bad things. But it's also because, like Zack Snyder, it's a very divisive 
uh, theme when it comes to this director. Um, yeah. We are going to cover uh, Rob Zombie's take on The Munsters, which will drop yeah. on Netflix. Um, yeah, we're basically we're theming October around new releases because there's new releases yeah. coming out every like Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And so we're going to watch them over the week. We're going to watch them and then record and we're going to drop them first thing. So and if most you, of them, like Monsters, Hellraiser, Halloween mm-hmm. Ends, are going straight to streaming. Yeah, or they're going straight. Or somewhere Yep. So, yeah. And we're hoping that our last movie of the month is going to do the same. Otherwise, we're going to have to rebound. But <laughs> We'll find a way. Yep. Life finds a way, oh, yeah. as mm-hmm. they say. Um, so we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you all for hanging out with us, as always. Um, Indeed. You can find us on all the social medias. We're on um, Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore pod. You can email us at Pod and Gore at gmail.com. We are on the Slasher app, uh, Pod and Gore Podcast. Did I say the email? There's no shortage of ways to get a hold of us. Pod and Gore gmail.com. Message us. All sorts of stuff. Um, if you got uh, some insight, a hot take, something you want to share, don't hesitate Movie to reach you want out. Us to cover. Yeah, if you listen to us on Spotify, um, we I put questions up on there. I publish polls. I publish questions because it's kind of integrated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another way that you can reach out if you listen to it on there. Um, yeah, like I said, um, we love to hear from you guys, and we hope that we can hear more soon. I was just double checking real quick to make sure. Yep. Uh, if you haven't already, like, rate, review, leave us uh, little feedbacks, all that fun stuff. Um, anyway, we are going to get out of here. Hope you had a good time. We'll see you for our October new releases. And, uh, yeah, have a great time. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. We've been your host. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And we'll see you guys next episode with The Munsters. Bye. Bye.